On this week's episode of Give Me Some Truth, Jonathan and Mitch are in the booth to discuss the value of an advisor. People hire financial advisors for different reasons, and there's a cost of doing that. What is your financial advisor actually doing for you? Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Jordan. I'm here today with Mitch DeWitt, and we are here to not talk about everything that's going on in the world. No? How come? Well, I think some big stuff happened at the end of last week and over the weekend, and I've already fielded some phone calls today with everybody wanting predictions on what's going to happen with the impeachment, impending impeachment or potential impeachment of Donald Trump, how that affects stock markets, you know, whether or not I think it'll go up or down today or tomorrow and all those things. And these are all great questions, but... You know, it got got me thinking, Mitch, you know, some things that we could talk about today. And you had mentioned something recently and you said this would make a great podcast. So you <laughs> well, we're about, always uh, throwing ideas around, you know, yeah. we're reading articles in the news and, and things. And you, you mentioned you talked about, you know, what's what's the value of an advisor of what we do and, and, you know, how do we even determine what that value is? So we thought today's podcast would be about that and talking about the value of, of what a financial advisor can offer you know, people out there that are working towards goals. For sure. And, and there's a number of things that we'll probably go over throughout this podcast, but it's so easy in this digital tech age, right? Where people just look at the cost of something, right? So, oh, well, I can get into a target index fund for, you know, 0.05% or whatever it might be. And, and, that's great. There is a cost to that, right? But what are some of the things that you're missing out on and, and the opportunity cost potentially of doing that? And you know, what do you get? What don't you get? Versus just, hey, I'm investing in an index fund versus a plan versus advice versus behavioral coaching versus all these other things that we do on a day in, week in, week out, monthly basis with our clients. So well, that's, you, you use the word cost though. And yeah. that's, that's an important thing. And I you know, in my years of doing this, I often would say, and many of my clients would recognize, I'd say that anything that we're a consumer of, there's a price and there's a cost. There's both of those. The price is what you pay and the cost is what it ultimately costs you. And and an example of, you know, that could be, you know, if you're out there and you're, you're a consumer and you're just looking to buy a car. And oftentimes people would look and say, well, you know, there's you know, I don't want to pay this much for a car because it's just, it's too expensive. I'm looking for a, a good used car, but they're willing to pay less for something that potentially isn't made as well and could break down numerous times of costing more money in repairs and not having good warranties on it. And ultimately at the end of the five to seven years that they own that car, they may have actually spent more money, even though they paid less, it costs them more money. And it's the same thing in what we do is, you know, we have clients all the time that come to us that that they're not just looking for the least expensive of options. What they're really looking for is to have somebody come alongside them and become a financial planner, a financial therapist, <laughs> somebody that can be their investment advisor and help them with looking at how they can plan for taxes in their investments. You know, ultimately what you know, people would call us as almost like a financial quarterback. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard that one several times. And I think there's a reason that term exists, right? Because not only are we just 
doing, and, and in some cases we're, we're doing the execution too, right? If we're making trades or, or creating a portfolio or there's, there's that execution piece, but then there's, there's also the planning, the strategy piece, right? And all those things go behind any good quarterback. A good quarterback just doesn't show up on the field and throw the ball here and there and hand the ball off and, and let it do its thing, right? A good quarterback is going to go into that with some strategy. They're going to have a game plan and they're going to execute on that game plan. So I think that's where the analogy really comes in. So, and, and one of the points that I want to talk about a little bit is the behavioral side of it, right? Because we always hear about behavioral finance or behavioral economics, and it's these fields where it's, where it's humans are supposed to be rational, but I'm going to guess that most of the time they might not be, especially when it comes to investing, right? Investors are supposed to behave rationally, but what happens when Brexit occurs? What happens when all these different events can occur, right? And we get our phone calls and we need to talk them through that. Hey, how does this affect your long-term plan? And that's where the behavioral piece can, can add a lot of value. And, and, and so we help our clients not make a, a rash decision. Yeah, and in my time in the business, I could think back to the great financial crisis of 2008 in my first couple of years in the business. And, you know, Brexit's a great example there also recently has been the inverted yield curve. I remember the night Donald Trump was elected and how everybody felt like that was going to impact their investments. And, and then all market. of a sudden we saw the Trump bump shortly yeah. after that, right? There's so many different things that you can't predict. And one of the things that you have to remember is that we cannot 100% predict what's going to happen tomorrow you know, or even today, I think I last I checked today, and I usually check in a couple times just to see where the market is, but the market's up today. And this is in the midst of some pretty incredible news of last week of an impeachment inquiry being started by the House of Representatives against Donald Trump. And there's a lot of people that are fearful of, of those type of things. And so our, our job is to, to look back and see how things have impacted in the past. But if you can't predict 100% of what's going to happen tomorrow, or next week or next month, we can look back and, and say that 100% of the time in the past, the stock market has gone down significantly. It's come back and gone back higher. And even this year, we've, we've touched on you know, all-time highs again for market valuations. Now, this does not mean that investing in the stock market always means it's going to go up. And in fact, we would never make those claims. We, we can't say that even in investing that you are going to make money. But one of the best ways that individual investors and people who are saving towards goals have become successful is through putting together a plan, executing on that plan, monitoring that plan and making changes as life changes come at you. And, and it could be anything from having a child to losing a job or inheriting money. There's a lot of things that can happen, but that can change, change the plan. But having a strategy and continuing to repeat that, we've found to be the most successful. It's why we do what we do, Mitch. I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to add value. And if we're not adding value as advisors, we're not going to have people to give advice to. Exactly. And back to one of your earlier points, John, about the cost, right? As if, if some people might just say, oh, I want this low-cost index fund. I'm going to do it myself and you know, let it, let it go. That doesn't include any of the planning piece, right? So those life changes that you talk about, and everyone goes through life changes, job changes, family changes, you know, maybe you're fortunate enough to receive inheritance, something like that, right? Changes are going to happen in one way, shape, or form. And in in the non-planning strategy side of it, or non, non-planning, no strategy side, I should say, of just, hey, 
I'm going to find the lowest cost fund, set it and forget it. There are a lot of potential things that, that if you're not continuing to monitor it, could come back to haunt you. So case in point, right? If, if this last 10 years, so we're sitting here in 2019 today and over the last 10 years, we've seen kind of a, a record bull run, right? Markets are up. U.S. has, has been hot. U.S. stocks have been good. Your account balance, if you're invested, has probably gone up over the last 10 years, right? It's not hard to, to have that account balance grow. But when it comes to some of those life changes or even just taking a look at, hey, 10 years have gone by and I'm 10 years closer to retirement and I've done nothing as far as monitoring what my portfolio looks like, you might be way out of whack as far as the allocation of your portfolio. You might actually now be taking much more risk 10 years later than what you were 10 years ago. And that's because let's say U.S. stocks have gone up this past 10 years, and now all of a sudden most of your portfolio is dependent on U.S. stocks. And we don't know when the next recession or market crash is coming, right? But your portfolio today over that 10 years time might not reflect nearly what you're, you're willing to take as far as a risk perspective goes. Yeah, and one of the things uh, when you touch on that, <clears throat> I, I like to think back to my doctor and why I go to the doctor that I go to. You know, often, um, <clears throat> you know, when we get sick, we get, uh, you know, ailments, something, we think, I can go on to WebMD and I can figure this out, right? And I'm smart enough to Google my symptoms. In fact, I'm, right I'm now, very guilty of this, by the way. Yeah, I went through this <laughs> recently. I, I I've been having trouble chewing and I don't know what's going on and something up in my jaw. And, you know, first every time it's almost a hundred percent of the time I Google, I, it's something that I have a symptom of. I have cancer. It it's always just, leads to every WebMD inquiry leads back to cancer. I probably have almost all the forms of cancer that have ever existed according to WebMD for many symptoms I've ever Googled, but I always end up calling or messaging my doctor or dentist. Um, in this case, I actually, I actually texted my dentist who was a recent, uh, podcast, uh, guest for us here, Dr. Rob Warren. I, I, I texted him and talked to him about my symptoms and, and he said, it sounds like TMJ and I've never heard of this before, but looked it up. It's kind of scary because it has an acronym and anything medically that has an acronym scares me. But in, in texting him and talking to him about this, you know, he's able to tell me, you know, some of the things I can do to help the symptoms get a little bit better. But he said, I'm not, this isn't going to make it go away. I'll just help you deal with the symptoms. And, and I've been working through it. And although I'm, I'm, I'm currently still suffering from some of the symptoms of it, I felt better to have that person to talk to, to talk it through. And for a long time, I I'd go to the dentist just for getting my teeth cleaned and maybe getting an x-ray because I, I know that I'm supposed to do that twice a year. But now I have a dentist that I actually feel like adds a, a real value to my life. It's somebody that I know cares about me. He even followed up with me over the weekend on his birthday to ask me how I was doing. And I just really appreciated that level of service. Do you think I'd ever leave for a different dentist? You shouldn't. I, I wouldn't. And same thing <laughs> with my doctor. I have the same type of relationship with my doctor. And I think trying to self-diagnose myself, even though I know how to take care of myself and go for runs and eat right and do all those things, I still go to see the doctor. I still go to the dentist because I want to make sure that I'm keeping things on track. The funny part about that, though, Mitch, is that I'm, I'm just a deteriorating body. Like all of the advice they could give me is 100% not to be successful to keep my teeth and my body alive forever, <laughs> but I still go to them anyway. And it's because of the value. And I feel like with what we do, it's, it makes this job so great is that we are able to add people a value in their life and something that's very important to them. And that's their money and their goals. 
and it becomes more than just, can you beat the stock market? Well, the answer is no, we're not trying to. Can you help me to identify a goal and stay on track and work towards it so that I have a higher probability of success than if I didn't pay attention to it and didn't set the goals? Absolutely. That's what we love to do. And so. and that's where the value comes in, right? And as a firm, our vision is to help our clients create a confidence and clarity on what they can or maybe cannot achieve, right? And and it's part of our value is creating that picture, building that plan, so they have a little bit more confidence in where they're actually going, right? Because if if we could say, oh, you know, we're going to try to go out and beat the S&P 500, but yeah, but you're really not on track for your goals, you know, what is, what's that going to accomplish for the client, right? It it's, has to come back to the goals. Where are they trying to get and what are they trying to accomplish? And then it's our job to actually build the confidence around that. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about value too, it's uh it's all perception based. If somebody views us as just their investment manager or money manager, and that's strictly how they view the value of it, um, they're probably not getting the benefits of what we have to offer. You know, some of the things, Mitch, that we, that we do on a day-to-day basis for clients and, and some take us up on many of these, it's almost like an a la carte menu for them, but you know, we've got savings and distribution analysis investment and cash flow analysis, 401k plan options, state planning, looking at student loan repayment options, stock options, employee benefits reviews, college funding. We're doing regular reviews and updates with all of our clients. And and sometimes even we touch on the insurance side. You know, we don't sell insurance here, but we've all had insurance licenses. You know, I'm a certified financial planner myself, and I know, Mitch, you are a candidate right now. And we consult on life insurance, property and casualty, disability. disability yeah, I've had, I've had two disability requests just in the last two weeks. Yeah, and we consult on all of these things with our clients, and that is a part of the value that we can add is helping them to make good decisions on all of these things that pieces of a puzzle that we're ultimately helping them put together. Right, because historically, and there's still there's still some place for this, but I think historically, sometimes people just said. What's the the number? Where does my nest egg need to get? Right, and there's these rule of thumbs out there that oh, maybe a baby boomer needed a million dollars to retire comfortably. Right, everyone's different though, right? And and depending on what their social security income is going to be, pension sources, all these things, right? We got to bring those together. It's not just hey, I need a million dollars. How am I going to get there? There's a whole different picture that we have to bring together, and that's that's our job as advisors, right? We need to bring that picture together and, and have it make sense for the client so they they can feel confident where they're at when it comes to retirement for, for one goal, for example. Yeah. And, you know, we call it, you know, work optional lifestyle here, but ultimately, you know, many people have different, different goals. And when we are in that original, like initial stage, like the person comes in the door, whether they've been referred to us or they found us and they say, I want to hire you, Mitch. I'm going to hire Walkner Khan and financial advisors. I'm going to hire you, Jonathan. You guys, we really want to work with you. So we start talking to them. We're learning about, their goals, their needs. And and then it it almost invariably gets brought up, you know, how much money do I need to have saved? And I like to ask them, do you think that you have enough or you're on track? And most people say no. And I love when we go through the analysis of what they have, what they're doing, really getting to know their goals, being able to put together a plan and being able to say, one of my favorite things in this business is to be able to say, you know, I know you don't feel like you have enough, but it's looking like you're on track to be able to have enough. 
That's one of my favorite things. One of my least favorite things to say is talking to people who just think that they're they're extremely wealthy because they've got a couple hundred thousand dollars saved up and and they've got all the stock tips in the world for me because they know what they've been doing. And then we sit down and we go through the modeling and I have to say, you know, based on what your goals are, you're not on track for those goals. It's and a tough we, conversation. It is. I, I've been in those conversations. And, and I think sometimes people get a... A, a false sense of security that they are on track. And until you actually set the goals and put the analysis together, it's hard to tell. But, uh, you know, when we have uh, those clients that are looking for that type of advice and that type of relationship and, and really to have somebody to come along as a financial quarterback in their lives, that's where we really thrive. And, and we only want clients at Walkner Condon that find value and that we add value to them. Because if we're not adding value to them, you know, we wouldn't want to, to make them pay us for that. You know, we ultimately want people that, that view what we're doing on an everyday basis, you know, and, and establishing that relationship that they believe that it's something that is valuable. And sometimes, as hard as it is, the, the best or even most impactful advice are during those hard conversations, right? Because it's something that that client or prospective client might not want to hear. And I think it's our job as we bring them through our process, right? We, we have a process here. We bring them through the process. And by the end of the analysis and planning and goal strategy sessions and all that, and it comes back that, hey, we're going to have to make some, some changes here if, if these goals are going to truly have a decent chance at being accomplished, right? And, and that's, that's why they hired us, right? Because I think sometimes they, they haven't heard that before. Hey, we need to make some spending changes. Hey, we need to make some saving changes. Here are some ideas that, that you can implement that significantly improve your shot at, at making this plan work. And they may have never heard that before, and that's why it's a great time to just really get engaged and start that conversation, quite frankly, because you don't know unless you go through that process. Well, you, you used a word there. Mitch, I think that's very important about everything we're talking about today when it comes to value and, and perceived value and actual value and all those things. But use the word engagement. And one of the things that a successful relationship with a financial advisor and a client, one of the things that it needs, and it actually requires, is engagement from both sides. It needs to be coming from the financial advisor, from us here at Walkner Condon, or whoever you're out there talking to. And it also needs to come from you as the client. So really being able to work together to communicate. This is the way you get an engaged client, is communication and knowing that we understand. You know, I've heard it said that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And, you know, we, when we take on a client here, we really do care about our clients' lives, what's going on in their lives. Uh, we don't view it as, uh, as just, a, um, just somebody who pays us money. We really view it as someone we're, we're being entrusted in a very special role in their lives, somebody that's advising them on something that is extremely personal and oftentimes, you know, very private thing for them and giving us the trust and trusting us in all of our relationships as, as fiduciaries for these clients. So, but if you don't have that engagement, Mitch, uh, you know, it, it makes for a tough relationship for us because we have a hard time doing our jobs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, it is a two way street, you know, and we try to be in the forefront of communication in our industry. And we do that, you know, by our weekly blogs, weekly podcasts, weekly sending out of your performance report, right? Always have access to us, our systems, et cetera. Right. So we try to do that. But then at the same time, we need to know if someone's plan changes, right? If there's life circumstances. And we talked about some of these things earlier, right? Could be an inheritance, death in the family. It could be big promotion, could be a layoff, 
right? Those are the things that, that we really should know because if we assume that everything is just humming along and same old, same old, and, and one of those life events occurs, that could change some things. We need to know that to incorporate that. And, and then we have to react according to that. Well, and with all of these things that advisors that we here, you know, strive to, to be and to add value with our clients, anybody listening right now, if, if there are, are things that you want to cover with us or that you haven't covered in the past and maybe didn't know that we're able to help you with, it's, it's not an, an upgrade or an extra cost to talk to us about any of these things. And we want to make sure that, that we're giving you the best advice and it really takes information and communication between, between you and, and, uh, and our team here. So, you know, I, that's why we get up every day. I get excited to come to work because I know that each day I get to interact with people, you know, that I respect in the office here and I get to talk to clients that I really love and care about. And, you know, we want, as people drive by our office, you know, we're sitting here right out right now looking at the podcast, you know, we're at the podcast room as people drive by and if they're clients of ours, we want them to think, you know, I really love being in there and I, those people care about me. They add a value to my life. And we want those that don't know who we are to drive by and wonder, that place looks so, that's so great. It looks like an inviting place. It just looks something different. Let me go in there and find out about it. You know, we, we want our clients to be our greatest advocates and those that are telling everybody about, you know, the experience they've had with us. And, and, if, and if we've ever left them wanting more, to, to tell us that so we can grow. Because we know that we're not perfect at our jobs, but we try every day to be the best that we can be. And it really starts with you as the client and the people who are listening, um, you know, knowing that if you give us the opportunity, we truly believe that we can add value to your life. Oh, for sure. And, and as we're trying to bring a lot of this together, right? Value, there's, there's perceived value John talked about, but, um, when it, when we bring this all together, right, it's, it's a two way street, it's two way relationship, right? If we're not doing our jobs, if we're not adding that value, then you as a client is not going to be happy, right? We need to show that we're adding value, not only in the form of returns, right? If you're investing over the long, long haul returns should come, Right. Like John said, we, we never can guarantee that the market will continue to go up, but every time that it's gone down, it, it has. It has bounced back. Tax efficiencies, behavioral coaching, all these different things, the planning itself, right? All that is incorporated into, into the picture and the experience that we're really trying to give our clients and, and to us. And also from the feedback from our clients, they tell us, yes, when all that's brought together, that's a value for, for myself and my family is, is a lot of the feedback that we hear. Well, if you've had the opportunity to tune in today and listen till the end, we want to thank you for listening and stay tuned for next week's podcast here on Give Me Some Truth. Have a wonderful day. Raise your hand to the sky That's the masses of silence Look on dead in the eye. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.
Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Ponywaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.